Welcome to Famous First Times. We're back. Why are we back, Don? We're back because Harry's got a book, hasn't he? Prince Harry, he's done it. He's one of the only people in the modern era to talk full on about his virginity. And other stuff as well. It's other dick related stuff. Yeah, he's been really open about his penis, so. We couldn't resist, we had to come couldn't back. It's been a couple of years. Fuck it. Harry's brought us back into the game. Brilliant. We're doing it in front of an audience, haven't we, today? Can we get a cheer from the audience? Hey! <laughs> it's, our, it's our old mate's. Listen to the fucking enthusiasm <laughs> pumping out of this crowd. <laughs> Should we crack on? First off, what do you think of Prince Harry? Lovely bloke. Thoughts? Honestly, you think he's alright? I really don't know anything about the royal family and I try to not take any of it in at all, so... Um, I've, I can't, I've not got any opinion on him. <laughs> Fuck me, man! I've you deliberately avoided having any opinion on any of them. For decades, you thought this? I've had periods where I've really hated the monarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I just don't want to think about them at all. <laughs> but because this book came out, I've suddenly got a bit of an interest. Uh, well, I, I don't like any royals, but I like how Harry's fucking shit up, doing things that royals shouldn't do. I like that. Yeah, okay. But, but ultimately, I, I want them all to be hung. Right. Uh, so you like him, Harry. but you want him dead? Yeah, it's weird, though. It's, I've never thought about anyone before. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new emotion for me. Anyway, let's crack on. First off, straight into his virginity story. Brilliant, yeah. Straight that's what it. people want to know yeah. about. And after that, we're going to go into some drugs and some dick stuff as well. Give us some context. How old is he? He's 17. There's no reason for him to say it, which is the best thing. He shouldn't be saying this stuff. Anyway, come on. Anyway, here he is. Inglorious episode with an older woman. She liked horses quite a lot. And she treated me not unlike a young stallion, a quick ride. After which she'd smacked my rump and sent me off to graze. Among the many things about it that were wrong, it happened in a grassy field behind a busy pub. <laughs> well, among the many things about it that were wrong. I want to know the other things that were wrong. What do you think? Not the wildest virginity story. That, man. A bit boring, isn't it? <laughs> Soz. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good, like, uh, that he does it outside, like all the rock stars. Yeah, yeah. he's the ultimate Brit, shagging outside near a pub. Just like. Bill Collins, he shagged outside in a vegetable patch. And. Sean Ryder. Sean Ryder did it outside. Sean and um, Ricky Tomlinson, yeah. Just like those guys. <laughs> he's one of us. Yeah, he's all right. It's not the best virginity story, but it's good It's good that we know it. An older woman smacking his ass after she's... Oh, after lovely, lovely detail. Sending him up. That's a great detail. I love it. That's pretty Yeah, good. actually. Yeah, not bad, actually, Harry. Thanks, thanks for letting thanks us for know. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> right, another story. This is about his dick, this one. It's just a few weeks before uh, Prince William marries Kate, uh, 2011. Harry's just come back from a 200-mile expedition in the Arctic and is at the pre-wedding dinner. And so... The pre-wedding dinner was pleasant, jolly, despite Willie visibly suffering from standard groom jitters. I regaled the company with tales of the North Pole. Pa was very interested and sympathetic about the discomfort of my frost-nipped ears and cheeks, and it was an effort not to overshare and tell him also about my equally tender penis. Because Harry doesn't overshare. <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't tell too much. <laughs> Upon arriving home, I'd been horrified to discover that my nether regions were frost-nipped as well. And while the ears and cheeks were already healing, the todger wasn't. 
It was becoming more of an issue by the day. I don't know why I should have been reluctant to discuss my penis with Pa or the gentleman present. My penis was a matter of public record and indeed some public curiosity. The press had written about it extensively. There were countless stories in books and papers, even the New York Times, about Willie and me not being circumcised. (laughs) (laughs) Mummy had forbidden it. They all said, and while it's absolutely true that the chance of getting penile frostbite is much greater if you're not circumcised, all the stories were false. I was snipped as a baby. Why is he telling people this? You don't need to know this shit. We do. We do need <laughs> yeah, to know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do. This yeah, nice is... one. So the wedding happens, and he's still thinking about his dick. After being accustomed to having someone at my side, someone to model, I found myself terrifyingly alone and a eunuch to boot. What was the universe out to prove by taking my penis at the same moment it took my brother? He, he's fucking around here, isn't he? Talking about his dick right next to his brother. He, he yeah. He's been, weird. he's been weird as fuck, what? Man. Did he? Did he really think he's going to drop off? But had a boring life. He's trying to ham it up with a, a frostbitten dick. Probably a bit cold. Come back <laughs> a bit cold. But it's important to know about the, uh, you know, the circumcision and how that can affect frostbite. It means that he's really, you know, looked into the medical ins and outs. He's leaned into this story about a frostbitten dick a lot. I think there's more on it in there. Yeah, there is actually. Here's here's another story about it. He's ringing the soldiers who who he did this charity walk with. They're still going on and he has a phone call with them. Upon reaching the top of the world, the four wounded soldiers uncorked a bottle of champagne and they drank to granny. They were kind enough to phone me and let me listen to their joy. They'd set a world record, raised a truckload of cash for wounded veterans and reached the bloody North Pole. Water. <laughs> <laughs> I congratulated them, told them I missed them and I wished I could have been there. A white lie. My penis was oscillating between extremely sensitive and borderline traumatised. The last place I wanted to be was Frostnippistan. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying some home remedies, including one recommended by a friend. She urged me to apply Elizabeth Arden cream. (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) My mum used that on her lips. You want me to put that on my todger? Fucking hell. (laughs) It works, Harry. Trust me. I found a tube and the minute I opened, the smell transported me through time. I felt as if my mother was right in the room. Then I took a smidge and I applied it down there. Weird doesn't really do the feeling justice. What's fucking weird is that he's constantly talking about his mum and his dick in the same breath. Same yeah, time, she's like, he goes on about her like three times in that, yeah. doesn't it? While he's talking about his dick, he'll mention his mum just in passing. That's, that, that's weird, that. Yeah, blame the cream, Harry. Blame the cream. <laughs> Not like you've got some weird crush on the people's princess. <laughs> okay, story from 2003. One night, I met a girl, chatted with her over drinks. I didn't know she was a page three girl. That was the accepted misogynistic, objectifying term for young topless women, featured each day on page three of Rupert Murdoch's attack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Harry. We get it. You woke. Fucking hell. I wouldn't have cared if I'd known. She seemed smart and fun. I left the club wearing a baseball cap. Paps everywhere. 
So much for carte blanche. <laughs> I tried to blend into the crowd. I walked casually down the road with my bodyguard. We went through St. James's Square and got into an unmarked police car. Just as we pulled away, a Mercedes with blacked out windows jumped the pavement and swiped our car, nearly slamming head on into the rear passenger door. The story in the papers the next morning should have been about Prince Harry nearly being killed by a reckless pap. Instead, it was about Prince Harry meeting a supposedly kissing a page three girl, along with much frantic commentary about the horrors of the spare dating. Such a fallen woman. Is that why he's called it spare? Like, say anything happens to Prince William, Harry's the spare. So right, step okay, in. and that's why he's calling spare dating. Yeah, yeah. I'm running it home, innit? He's poor Harry. Yeah. The press aren't writing about him in the right way. It's like, just don't read fucking tabloids. It's, it'd wreck your head, wouldn't it? Um, I feel sorry for him a bit. Yeah, but rule is, if you're famous, don't read any press. Just get a fucking grip, Harry. <laughs> Stop listening to podcasts like this one. <laughs> yeah. And crying. <laughs> Okay, so uh, it's a story about drugs. This is when Harry first got into smoking weed when he was at school. You take a hit or two, you blow the smoke out of the window and then move on to the next station in rotation until the spliff was gone. And then we'd all head on to one of our rooms and giggle ourselves sick over an episode or two of a new show, like Family Guy. <laughs> I, felt <an> ins- <laughs> I felt an inexplicable bond with Stewie. Profit without honour. Hey, lame, is that family guy? Like Stew's my guy. <laughs> Little Stewie, he's so me. <laughs> Just because he's like a posh English guy. Yeah, with a bad attitude, yeah. Like, oh, that's me, that. Oh, I just don't like the guy. thought of him like just engaging in commoners shit like watching Family Guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, leave It's that. like, stick to fucking... Like, what should he be watching? Brides Ed Revisited. <laughs> Downton Abbey. <laughs> I knew this was bad behaviour. I knew it was wrong. Pass the spliff, mate. He's <laughs> <laughs> awful, One night, I took a big hit and gazed up at the moon, then down at the school grounds. I watched several Thames Valley police officers marching back and forth. They were stationed out there because of me. But they didn't make me feel safe. They made me feel caged. And just then, I saw something dart across the quad. It froze under one of the orange streetlights, and I froze too. And I leaned out the window. A fox! Staring right at me! Look! What, mate? Nothing! I don't know what's going on here. Is he in his own head? Yeah, he's, he thinks he's chatting to a fox. That he's, like, he's like a real deep, meaningful moment. I was <laughs> <laughs> fucking bollocks, I love it. I whispered to the fox. Hello, mate. How's it going? What are you on about? Nothing, nothing. Maybe it was the weed. Undoubtedly, it was the weed, but I felt a piercing and powerful kinship with that fox. I felt more connected to that fox than I did to the boys in the bathroom, the other boys at Eton, and even the Windsors in the distant castle. In fact, this little fox seemed like a messenger sent to me from some other realm, or perhaps from the future, if I only knew who sent it and what the message was. He thinks it's his mum, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what he's into that. <laughs> his mum's the fox. Who, who from beyond the grave might send me a fox? And my mum is the fox. Foxy lady in a box of shagger. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, it's that. Oh shit, would be smoked weed with Harry? <laughs> fucking rubbish, man. <laughs> <laughs> now that bit would be good. Like. All right, 
Harry was uh, fucking on it around this time, so he was doing coke as well. Of course, I had been doing cocaine around this time at someone's country house. During a shooting weekend, I'd been offered a line and I'd done a few more since. It wasn't much fun and it didn't make me particularly happy as it seemed to make everyone around me. But it did make me feel different and that was the main goal, feeling different. <laughs> I, I was a deeply unhappy 17-year-old boy willing to try almost anything that would alter the status quo. You'd think coke right. would be Harry's drug though, wouldn't you? Is that a posh cunt's drug? Nothing? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's troubled though, isn't he? Harry's got all these issues. I don't know. And he's saying that he's not having fun, but do we believe him? Do you, do you think he's having a good time and he's just lying? Yeah, this is just for the book. He just wants to like have people feel sorry for him. Probably having loads of fun on coke and just like you want to make out that I, I shouldn't have done it because it just made me feel sad. But it's like he was just tearing it up every night. <laughs> Wearing his Nazi costume. Yeah, he's having a fucking great time. Does he talk about that? He does a bit. Yeah, he explains it away by saying he put it on just to make Kate, Will's girlfriend, wife, laugh. Purely that reason, just to make her laugh. Because she's racist. Uh, yeah, she finds that funny about <laughs> so he's blaming Pass, her. Passing the book on to Kate. Yeah, weird, man. He blames Kate purely for it. But yeah, you're right, you know, because he couldn't say in this book, yeah, I tried Coke, it was fucking mint. <laughs> yeah. Coke's he's the a, one. I mean, it's amazing that he's even talking about it, but yeah, he's got to downplay it as yeah. being a bit shit anyway. Yeah, because Coke's like the bad man's drug. Whereas weed, mushrooms, they're all like, yeah, you can kind of get away with that. I think he enjoyed Coke. I think you're right, actually. I think he did have a good time. And he's saying this for the book. Wait, he's got a bit more to say on it. Okay. This is what I told myself anyway. Back then, I could lie to myself as effortlessly as I'd lied to that courtier. But now I realise Coke hadn't been worth the candle. The risk far outweighed the reward. Threatened with exposure, faced with the prospect of fouling up Granny's Golden Jubilee. Nothing was worth any of that. Yeah, bollocks. Not really a good time. Anyway, so after this, Harry claims to get really into psychedelics. He blathers on about it, changes his world, blah, blah, blah. Usual shit. Anyway, so at this stage, he goes to Courtney Cox, his host, from Friends. Oh, yeah. He goes to a party at Courtney Cox's house, has some mushroom truffles. Oh, fucking tripping with Courtney Cox. That'd be awesome. And loads of stars. Apparently, a guy who played Batman was there. And he finds some mushroom truffles in the fridge, takes them. I remember, after a time, standing up and wandering back to the house to use the loo. Lovely room, I thought, shutting the door. I looked around, beautiful hand soaps, clean white towels, exposed wooden beams, mood lighting. Leave it to the Yanks. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he say like that? Yeah. <laughs> is he like pissed off that he's not got nice stuff at his house? It's like, I think your house is all right, don't worry. <laughs> Beside the toilet was a round silver bin, the kind with a foot pedal to open the lid. <laughs> right <laughs> I stared at the bin and it stared back what staring then it became a head I stepped on the pedal and the head opened its mouth a huge open grin and I laughed <laughs> uh, I turned away and I took a piss now the loo became a head too and the bowl with its gaping maw the hinges of the seat were its piercing silver eyes. And it said, Ah. <laughs> I finished and I flushed and I closed its mouth. I turned back to the silver bin. I stepped on the pedal. I fed it an empty packet of cigarettes from my pocket. Open wide. Ah. Thank you, mate. 
You're welcome, mate. I left the bathroom giggling and I walked straight into my mate. <laughs> What's so funny? I told him he needed to walk into that loo right now and have the experience of a lifetime. What experience? I can't describe it. You have to see for yourself. I went to make myself another tequila. Minutes later, my mate appeared at my side and his face was white as a sheet. What happened? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Tell me. A, a puffer jacket. It, it became a dragon. A dragon in the loo. And, and it tried to eat me. Oh dear. You sent me in two dragons land. Oh shit. Sorry, mate. My delightful trip had been his hell. How unfortunate. But how interesting. <laughs> and I told him it would all be okay. That's a fucking great way to end it. <laughs> I think it'd be shit to take drugs with Aaron. I think he's rubbish. He's a really basic. No, I've, I thought that guy. fucking story was cool. He entertained me and he entertained his readers. <laughs> I think he's wrote a really good book. Well done, Harry. <laughs> oh, is he woke or cancelled? From this evidence, it is impossible to say so. By <laughs> default, he's woke. He's the ultimate woke. King woke. Yeah. But I, I think he's trying desperately hard because he knows he wasn't woke back in the past. I think he's trying to overcompensate for it all now. Yeah. And maybe that's why he's revealing so much about his dick and stuff because he feels ashamed about being such a naughty lad. Well, good this. on him. Yeah, good. Fair enough. <laughs> That's it. Check out our OnlyFans. Yeah, we've got an OnlyFans. There's going to be some nice bonus stuff. And we're doing it a bit different now on the normal pod. We're just going to put them out as and when. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. So we're famous for times or give over. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. cheers. <laughs> <laughs> overwhelming response. Okay, we must have loved that <laughs> shit. Nice. Well done, Dominic and Ian. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>